When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Eden special report. Now reporting. Peter Rosenberg! Eden's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. No wonder your show is number one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On TV. Yeah. Ray Rowe. Tonight, it's presented by D'Agostino and Associates, the injury firm, 888-24-LAW-24, bite back. And I'd like to start off tonight's ENN by saying good evening to Michael. You know, when I reach a certain age, I'm never going to get out of chairs or bed. And good evening to me and Michael. I think Miss Hatton's coming. Well, then I definitely want to go. I, I think mm. Ballard might even come. No, I'm not going. Good evening to Michael. Peter, tell me about about, uh, about the bathing in your home again. <laughs> about is so formal. That that's when you know, never so Shakespearean of you. <laughs> tell me about thy bathtub. <laughs> hey, a jar from uh, Oz checking in from uh, Australia wanted to know if Katie was the name of Ballard's bong. No, no jarv. Good evening to Whoa. Don. Good evening, Don. What if I became a teacher? And good evening to myself. I enjoyed the whole. I loved the whole. I learned in the whole. You know what that means, Don? Yes. Another failed day by me. But speaking of the whole, let's go to Roger's Watch. Roger's Watch. I think it's either going to be Green Bay or the Jets for Rodgers. We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years, and obviously Nathaniel's one of those guys. No, I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they really get their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know shit. They really don't. 18 years, man. That's always going to be home. Black Sun. Here's an interesting article. Rogers today. What'd your team come up with, Peter? Well, there's an interesting article on Packers Wire on USA Today. Headline is Packers now see considerable upside in Jordan Love as starting quarterback. According to Albert Breer of Monday Morning Quarterback, the Packers once worried about Jordan Love's progression through two seasons in the NFL, now see a player who's ready to start at quarterback and has, quote, considerable upside. Huh. Several teammates, including uh, Aaron Jones and Alan Lazard, have voiced their belief that Love took a gigantic step forward in his development over the last year. Now, we go to Greeny, where Joe Klecko was a guest, and he spoke on some concerns he has, Don, about the idea of Aaron Rodgers here with the Jets. Well, I related to the team that we had way back when, when we were bringing everybody up together. You know, Coach, I was talking to Coach Sala when I was out there one day about Rex Ryan gave him some great advice that 
bring guys in that know you. I know they have Hackett now, and, of course, there's a marriage between Rodgers and him. But, you know, I just I just don't see a guy that has the baggage that Aaron Rodgers has in his personal life and how he's treated the team of the Green Bay Packers who have gave him everything there is. I mean, I just don't think it fits with these young guys. These young guys are big. You can hurt them as much as help them with a great pair. Like if you compare him to Brady. The idea when Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was to win a Super Bowl. The week before the Super Bowl, Brady's calling the guys at night and he's pumping them up and telling them how great you are. You're going to do this and that. And all of them bought into it because of him and the thing about it is is a guy like him which is going to uplift people i just can't see that in aaron Rodgers. i just can't you know it's hard to argue i mean you could make the point that it's not a good fit i, I think that all three of us are coming down on the side that he's such a great player and the jets with a good quarterback would have been in the playoffs last year and you we we overlook the extraneous stuff and there is stuff there because he has He's been tough with Green Bay. Yeah. He has not been a joyride. But the the Jet players all seem to want him. Who was it that was wearing the cheese head? Was it Sauce? Sauce. Yeah, so I I hear what Joe is saying, but so so you're going to take a step down in Derek Carr cuz you think that he'll help the players more and maybe be be a better teammate. Uh, what evidence do we have that Rodgers is a bad teammate? I mean, he he was upset I think with the situation in Green Bay because he knew they weren't going to win, and now he was asked what could be at the tail end of his career. All right, help out some of these young receivers, even though they didn't. They went out and drafted a quarterback instead of getting him one. His best wide receiver left to go to Vegas. He'll choose the Jets because he thinks he has a chance to win with the Jets. So don't you think he'd embrace those young players? You think he'd be a detriment to their growth? He'd only hurt himself by doing that. I'll push back a little bit that we haven't seen bad teammate stuff because we've seen selfish stuff for sure. Okay, that's that, that's fine. I mean, he's he's financially selfish. I mean, the reason they don't they're not able to the reason they have to lose weapons is because he wants fifty million a year no matter what. Um, which, if you want to compare him to Brady, right? We got to have a full comp. Brady was willing at times, and I know he's mar- he was married to Giselle. Blah 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 blah. They're all rich. You make a decision on what you want to do. How important winning is. He misses camp because he's out here doing whatever he's doing. I, I think he has – I don't hate Joe's take there. I'm not right. saying you give up on it and go for the inferior player because you're scared of it, but I do think the idea that Rodgers might not be a great fit here for the development of young players, I don't think that's a crazy take. But do we know that – we've heard nothing but good things about Derek Carr, but can he be as good as Aaron Rodgers? Do you think that, that, that's now, the now, whole thing. No, Aaron Rodgers is one of the five best quarterbacks right. of all time. Derek Carr's not. He's now, a good player. Now, do you think Aaron Rodgers, let, let's say there's two reasons why Aaron Rodgers might want to come back and not retire, besides the money, right? Is, I want to win another MVP, I want to prove everybody wrong, and that at 40, I can be great, or I want to win another Super Bowl. So why would he come in and be any kind of a problem? He he didn't like the situation in Green Bay because they drafted a quarterback to replace him. Their best His best wide receiver left to go to Vegas. And he was left now trying to get these young kids to be, to elevate the team to a place that he just couldn't take them. He's he, he may choose not to go to the Jets because he doesn't think they're ready to win, but if he chooses the Jets because they're ready to win, why would he be a problem? Why would he be a bad teammate? It's only going to hurt him. To go to the Jets and fail makes him look bad. Michael, you want to hear from your friend uh, Buck Showalter on ESPN earlier? Sure. Talking about uh, the old 
stri- the new the new strike that one might be apt to getting in baseball? Let's hear from Buck. But I, I think you'll see some things. I think, really, really. <laughs> what do you got up there? It's spring training, Buck. Letters. It doesn't matter. It's spring training for us too. What do you got, Abe? Exactly. Tony, help him out here. What do you got? Oh, David's got a strike every time. Okay, hey, don't even ask him. He yanked it down, that's for sure. There's a catcher knew he needed a little help. There. Remember what umpires used to do when a guy would, uh, what they call now, framing? He'd oh. come around and dust off the plate, and it wasn't pretty. We all confuse, confuse change with a lack of respect for tradition, guys. Buck never, has never liked framing, and he said that if umpires were good, framing wouldn't work. He said because you're supposed to call the ball when it goes over home plate, not when it lands in the catcher's glove and he moves it in. Can I ask you a stupid question? How does the umpire from that location really get affected by framing? Like, how are they able to even see exactly? I mean, because the seems- ball's there in like a literally the blink of an eye. And so when it registers in your brain, the guy's pulling the ball in so you could be swayed. And it, and it shows that you. I mean, there's statistics that tell you that guys that frame like Jose Trevino get a lot of calls that shouldn't be strikes. I just wonder whether Buck is being unfair. Like, it's just impossible to not be affected by it. But he said in the past they they weren't affected by it. He said they would tell catchers to stop. Oh, well, now that's different. I guess you're right. I mean, if if the difference is just it shouldn't be done. But once it's done. Well, this will all stop when they go to the robot umps. They can't be swayed. Can't deke out a oh. robot. What's a, what's the difference between a good framer and a good flopper in the NBA? Not much. I mean, there's no penalty against flopping. It's just a matter of whether you can sucker the official into calling a penalty or a foul. Like so, how is it any different? But in the NBA, it's it's looked upon as kind of cheating or just not not great gamesmanship. But meanwhile, catchers are getting raises on being a good framer. Don, you're a fan of uh, the Portland Trailblazers, right? Oh, you, you have no idea. You're going to tell us why? Never. Okay. Well, last night, uh, your guy, Damian Lillard, absolutely went off 71 points for Dame Dalla. Hit mm. 13 threes. Everyone in the NBA was talking about it. LeBron tweeted. Uh, Donovan Mitchell tweeted, my mom called and said, Dame Lillard tied your record. Now you got to score 72. Um, Zach Levine, uh, Lou Williams, Josh Hart, everyone just tweeting in amazement of what Dame did. Let's hear from Dame Lillard. People know I have big performances, but they, they love these moments. You know, my teammates love these moments when it happens. I do the work, man. I, I do things the right way. I make sure I put my time in. Uh, I go out there and do it for the right reasons. And, you know, I think because so many people have witnessed what happens before these performances happen, they appreciate this, you know, as that type of art, you know, and that's why it means it means something to me. I really hope at some point there's like some level of payoff for him for the way his career has played out. And it it seems as if Portland is going to be where his entire career goes. I just hope, Don, Don, there's some sort of payoff for the guy. I hope so. I mean, obviously he's staying in what was considered a small market team. And you'd like to see it pay off. And it could. I mean, didn't it feel like a few seconds ago they almost beat the Lakers? Yeah, and it was, and it was a long time ago. 
Well, it was in the bubble, right? So it was only a couple of years ago. That's that's three years now, or three. We're yeah, yeah well, not, and it, it's years. but we've seen this team be good before, right? But prior the to the bubble, to... the year before the bubble, they were competitive. They went, I think they went to the conference semis. Well, and lost to Denver, and they were good there too. They just haven't been able to get completely over the hump. Here's the thing, Peter: is this is not baseball, right? We have small market, big market. It's all about trying to attract stars. Portland's a nice place to play. They've had success. They've got a nice history. Not recently, but still, it's not an outpost by any stretch of the imagination. With Seattle gone, they've kind of have that, you know, the Northwest to themselves. Vancouver doesn't have a team anymore. Seattle doesn't have a team anymore. He's one of the great players in the league. Just make the right decisions, and the fact that he's committed to stay there, I think you might be able to win some people over. Last couple of years during the offseason, could you fully commit to Portland not knowing if Lillard was going to stay? Well, if he's going to stay, Peter, why wouldn't you want to go play for him in a wide-open Western Conference? He's averaging 32-7-3. and He's only a point off of Embiid for best score in the league right now. Mm. Holy crap. Uh, Dallas, you see the nasty lead they lost to the Lakers yesterday? Oh, my God. It was, dear oh God. What was it, 27 at halftime? It was... Absolute embarrassment. Here's Jason Kidd saying the Mavs need to grow up. Yeah, I'm not the savior here. I'm not playing. I'm watching, just like you guys. And as a team, we got to mature. You know, we got a lot of new bodies coming back, and we got to grow up if we want to win a championship. There's no young team that's ever won a championship, uh, mentally or physically. And so just to see how we could respond, again, two and a half quarters, we're playing at a high level on both ends, uh, offensively and defensively. But what the Lakers just showed us is that it's not it's not a race. It's not the rabbit who wins. It's the turtle. And, and they, they work the game. And, and that's where we have to get to. We have to get better at working the game, and uh, we will. Lakers, by the way, three straight now. They're they're settling. They're making it in. interesting. They really are. They're going to settle in with maybe with this new. I mean, Don. They literally basically start over again. It's 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 really fascinating when you look around the league. There are a few NBA teams that at the deadline, man, no other sport is like this. That there are teams that completely reset essentially for the second half of the year. Well, because what other sport can you acquire the, the one guy and make that big of a difference? You know. So, and LeBron's LeBron. I mean, boy, he thought he was hurt, didn't he? You see that? He thought he heard a pop. And he's listed now as day-to-day. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, why don't you uh, why don't you update us on some of the uh, big moves happening in local hockey? Well, the big move that actually did happen, Timo Meyer is a devil, so he comes with 30-plus goals, so that's going to add to what is a really good offensive team to begin with. Many people thought that Dawson Mercer would have to go in that deal, uh, but he sticks around. He's got 18 goals, so this team's got a lot of firepower, a lot of speed. If they can get the goaltending in the postseason, I think they can make a run. Now, nobody's on the same level as Boston, but still, this is a sport that does have upsets, and they don't have to worry about a Boston until the conference final. 
and they really strengthen themselves. It looks like Patrick Kane, it's just a matter of time, is going to become a Ranger as uh, they're just trying to work out the cap space. Their next game isn't until Wednesday, and the deadline's not until Friday, so they could still get something done there. They just have to add a third team, and you get Patrick Kane, who's playing great hockey for Chicago. He's sitting home just waiting to move. He was supposed to um, play in San Jose on Saturday. They pulled him out of the lineup and sent him home. So he's not playing for the Blackhawks again, and he only wants to play for the Rangers. So this is going to happen, and this gives them the right winger that they're looking for. They can put, plug him on the first line. They can put him on the fourth line if they want to. It's going to help on the power play, and it's going to be a, a fun. Devils-Rangers look like that's going to be the first-round matchup, and we'll see what else uh, is on the horizon before we get to uh, Friday's deadline. Quick update. Uh, Sham Sharani is saying LeBron James out tomorrow night. So he's day-to-day, but not in tomorrow. Uh, let's hear from uh, Lindy Ruff on what adding Meyer does to this Devils team. Well, I excited to have him. You know, obviously we added a guy that's a real good player. You know, he put a real good player in our group and make us a better team. Uh, it gives us size. It gives us some... You know, a little bit of a, a different type of way to score goals. So, from our end, you know, really excited to, to have them to be part of the Devils. Now, like Dave Maloney was mentioning during the broadcast yesterday, it's like, like it seems excessive, right? Was that necessarily a need for the Devils? Like they don't need offense; they're scoring goals. But you know how it could disappear. As good as the Rangers are offensively, they just went through a bit of a tough time, and you get into one series, Peter where all of a sudden you, you're, the goals run dry and you're done and your season's over. And they know they got a first-round matchup with the Rangers, and I think they want to win it. This could be any other year in any other sport where you make the surprise run, Peter, to the playoffs. It's like, I'm just happy to be here. Haven't been to the playoffs since 2018. Haven't won a playoff series since 2012. But you're squaring up against the Rangers? Boy, you can make a name for yourself beating them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like they're landlocked to play each other. Kane with the Rangers, the addition to Tarasenko, which I think he'll get better. Could be a fun first-round matchup between these those two teams. Now, we we briefly, earlier in the program, mentioned the Jake Paul loss yesterday to Tommy yes. Fury in Saudi Arabia. What we didn't mention, Don, is the real explanation to what happened. Okay. Huh? You know who bet on Jake Paul yesterday? I would think that we got a... Um, uh, a Merriweather uh, bet, right? Floyd. <laughs> Floyd Merriweather? Yeah, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather. I'm sorry, I was struggling for his first name and screwed up the last name. Floyd Mayweather don't worry, probably don't worry, made it's a all, significant bet. It's all wrong, and that's not, you're not thinking. You're not thinking but clear. I'm talking, why not? Because I'm talking mush. Oh, was it, was it uh, um, our Canadian friend? Go ahead. I want you to keep trying because you gave us Merriweather last time. I know, so it could so be maybe, anything. Who knows? You can get oh, something Drake. good here. There Drake. you go. I'm Drake on there. Drake uh, put on his Instagram um, a $400,000 wager whoa, 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 on Jake whoa. Paul. Uh, what is he trying I, to accomplish there? Well, he first of all, Drake is clearly in business with the betting app or or you know, betting house that he uses because he posts the only one place specifically. He's clearly in business with these guys. So, so I you, take I take all of his bets as a as promo. Um, but do you think he's being reimbursed for his losses potentially, or he's mm. or he. What about this? What Drake's, the f? Drake is so rich. He, what if he just has a piece of the casino? I mean, he could just have a piece overall. So who knows? But um, Jake Paul was told about it in his post fight presser and said, "Bleep, this is Drake's fault." 
sarcastically. Drake, bro, why'd you do this to me? Um, Don, we talked about it some earlier. Split decision loss for Jake Paul. I do. I had a. I had a good time. Now there were some. You know what? Let me not badmouth the broadcast. I, let me put it this way: it what, didn't seem zone? like. It, yeah, the no, it wasn't the zone actually. Um, it was ESPN Plus. Okay, but but it wasn't our. It wasn't an ESPN broadcast. Okay, so ESPN Plus carried the fight here in the U.S., but they had their own sort of team there. I'll put it this way: I don't think the best people were interested in traveling to Saudi Arabia. Let me say that. I could it, see that. You could see that affecting who's available, right? Yes, very much so. Um, but it was a fun card. Um, Badu Jack got a big win on the undercard. And then, of course, uh, the split decision loss for Paul. I had him losing just barely, though. I, I thought it was a close fight. Not the most entertaining fight of all time. The question now is, I had two questions. One, how will Jake Paul act in defeat? He was actually pretty gracious and cool. And then will he come back and avenge this? Because it seems like this is his business plan. Like, I know they've made a lot of money and they have ways to make money, but I don't know, Don. I get the impression the guy's pretty serious about boxing. Right, so where do you go? Like, So forget about his history. He's just a boxer who just lost to another boxer. Where do you go? Do you, do you fight Fury again? Do you find another avenue? Was there enough there to make you think you can beat him this time? Where do you go? I can't stand boxing. <laughs> that makes me sad. Do you have the original one? The original one's pretty great. Uh, I think you take the rematch if you're Jake Paul. And I don't know. Listen, I'm not, I, I don't think the thing was fixed. I think it was a legitimate fight. But, Don, if I was making a, if I was trying to create a story to build Jake Paul, while there is a version of that story that's great if he's undefeated, isn't there another version of it that's great? If he finally fights a boxer with a big name, granted not a big resume, but a big name, loses narrowly and then comes back and avenges it, no. isn't, isn't that good for the story yeah. too? I mean, how serious is he about this? If he seriously wants to do this, then what's the avenue? And it could be a great story if he finally accomplishes it. All right, he hit a speed bump. What are you going to do about it? I think he's big serious about guy. it. Yeah, let's see, hear it again. I'm sorry. You're a big boxing guy, right? I hate boxing. Oh, Harry. Oh. Love that man so much. Okay. Um, Paul went on Twitter and said to all my young fans, I love you. Don't be saddened by my loss. Life is full of ups and downs. You just have to learn from your failures and come back better. Hard work, hard work, hard work. I will be back. So, see, it seems like he's making pretty clear what his plans are. I thought he was going to say life is a series of hellos and goodbyes. And I'm afraid it's time for goodbye. Yeah, or... Either to say life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> The world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. <laughs> come on. Let's come up with something good. Um, but I did think about you when I when I saw the result of that. So what time? Because it was Saudi Arabia. It was like 11 o'clock first punch, right? What do you uh, say? No, no. Tip, face-off, first pitch. Bell. Bell. There you go. All right. What time was uh, the bell? The bell rang at, you mean in Saudi Arabia? No, here. Oh, here around 5 o'clock, 445, something like that. It was great. Okay. I'll tell you oh, what, right. that, was another, that was another thing for me that I really enjoyed about it because football is over. It just ended a few weeks ago. Your Sundays are wide open. I mean, we're going to get to that period here where the NBA lineup on Sundays is meaningful and you're excited about it. But, like, for a February Sunday, Don, it gave me, like, an awesome thing to do in the middle of the day. Kind of reminds you of, the, like, the wide world of sports, right? Like, those old – sometimes you'd get fights on, like, a Sunday afternoon. Uh, now you're getting too old for me. I remember well, it. Listen, it's I, my I childhood. 
I know. I'm kind of sad I missed the wild world of sports. Wouldn't you occasionally get like kind of legit fights? Yeah. I really do think that Listen, thing's still missing. Big I, big fights for free is still a missed you, opportunity. It, it's how I got into it. Like you know, like once, like there were always fights that would be in movie theaters and just weren't available. But early, early Tyson's career, a lot of those fights were were free. Yeah, he had some wide world of sports fights, and, and so you so you fall in love with him. You're seeing these fights for free, and then eventually you wanted to pay for them. I mean, also, right now for a casual guy like me that I don't not like boxing, it's just that you're asking me to get into these guys that I'm just getting to, familiar with, and now I've got to pay to see them. Maybe if I got a little taste for free, kind of like the whole the, the, the whole drug philosophy, right? Right. Just, for me, <laughs> for me, it's just wow, Don. It's not where I thought you'd go. I would just say this: it's a little short sighted business wise. If you let him have the fight on, if Jake Paul had a free fight on a Sunday afternoon, can you imagine the number they'd get? I'm just saying, I think advertising wise, they could do quite well. That'll do it for ENN, presented by D'Agostino and Associates. Thank you, Don. The injury firm, almost 35 years of getting accident victims every dollar they deserve. Offices throughout New York and New Jersey, 888-24-LAW-24. D'Agostino, bite back.